Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The kind of old-fashioned cop who preferred working the streets and making arrests to taking tests toward promotion. He was the closest thing New York had to a dirty Harry. This is One Tough Podcast on the OG Podcast Network. Here's your host, Bo Deedle. Welcome to One Tough Podcast. I'm joined here, like always, with my man Carlo, the producer. Ciao. Yeah, today we're pleased to have with us Premium Pete. Pete's a man of many talents. He's a, a podcaster. He runs popular websites and consults for major brands. You know what that means, Carlo? Major brands means that they call him up, tell him, what do we do, Pete, to make us sell more to shit? And that's what it means? Forget about it. Yeah, okay. And I want to thank you. Uh, Carl has been trying to get you on here. I've been trying to get you on here. I'm glad you were able to join us today, and welcome. Well, thanks for having me. First of all, uh, it's an honor to be here. Oh. Um, you know, you like podcasting? You like it? I like podcasting because I'm able to say anything I want to say. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. Better than being on Fox News where I got to watch my mouth. I don't care. But I want to fill the air. It's a nice place. I like yeah, it. It's uh, beautiful. Yeah. The lights are bright. I feel like I'm about to do a comedy show here. Well, it may be. We, we turn it into anything you want to turn it into. That's <laughs> the good part about it. We could go anywhere you want. Let's talk about you a little bit. You were born and raised in Brooklyn. That's correct. Uh, Brooklyn, New York. You're Italian? Italian, yeah. What's your last name? Gibaldi. G-I-B-A-L-D-I. Yeah, you get more I used to actually think that a lot of Italians were only with uh, vowels. You know, it used to be a thing, but that, that's not always the thing. Like A E I O U. Yeah, it always was. Uh, you know, considered if you had those the last letter in your, you know, as a vowel. A, yeah. yeah, a vowel. You were Italian. Now it's a little bit confusing. Uh, well, now with the intermarriage, you got uh, you could have African too in there. Well, it could be whatever. You, you know, could have Spanish, African mix. Everybody's yeah, mixed. My DNA test, it came back a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, and you're but, supposed to be Italian. Yeah, but it's I'm a whole mix. <laughs> You're a mix. Look at me. Yeah. I got two two three percent African. Yeah, mine's like Middle four. Eastern. I'm part Jewish. I'm I got part uh, Middle East. Middle 6%. East a lot. I got yeah. like thirty percent Middle East, and I'm forty four percent Italian and Greek. Yeah, listen, that sounds like a good uh, diner and a good and restaurant. Two percent Chinese, two percent Indian. Not woo, woo, Indian with the dot. Where did you find this out, though? I, I did that. Uh, that's the the oh 20, the ancestry twenty one me or twenty three and me. I don't know, some shit like that. But make a long story short, when it comes out, you look at yourself. Now, I always thought my honey bunny was, uh, she's from Argentina. She looks Spanish. I used to call her, you know, the S word. And then I can't call her that anymore because it came out. She's 25% Native American. Wow. So she's more American than me. I, I bite my lip now. I apologize to her. I said, I'll never call you the S word. That's <laughs> it. So, okay. So you yeah, grew so up in Coney Island until yeah. 15. Fifteen years old, uh, you know, it's funny because Coney Island at the time was a melting pot. Yeah. And I grew up down the block from a legendary pizzeria called Tatones. Oh, that's the best. You know, yeah, it's, it's still there, 100 years oh, old. Oh, you say every pizzeria, when you hear pizza, you say they're the best. Uh, Tatones is in the top 10, for it sure. It is, it is. 
for sure. Top ten. Uh, the other place. What's the other place you try to get? What L and B's? No, Prince Street. Oh, Pizza. Uh, Prince Street. Pizza. That's all right. Uh, I like Aton got something good. Uh, my friend Aton Sugarman. Why, why did he close that place down on Ninth Avenue? No, he's got another one. I don't think that spot was good. But made in New York room. was made in New York Pizza. They yeah. got a good pep, uh, pepperoni pizza. Prince Street is good, but the thing is, I'm not in, for me personally, I'm not into tourist spots. Like LMB, I grew up like five blocks from I LMB. I remember LMB's good. You know, it's amazing, right? But it's yeah. become a tourist spot, right? So then everybody Grimaldi's, wants to, you know what I mean? Yeah, Grimaldi's. Grimaldi's. Um, Defara. They had yeah. a couple of problems with, <laughs> recently, you, know, yeah. recently, you know, you know, where they shut down, but uh, Defara's, the, yeah. John's. Patsy's. That's, Pats is the Pats best. That's, that's my me, number one. Well, I was a, a cop and a detective in East Harlem. So I go back into the late 60s there, right? 70s. They still got that same friggin' oven, 100 years old, and what they shovel cold. It's probably, I think there's only four restaurants that could use there's like grandfather actual cold in there. To me, Patsy's is the best of all. But the only problem is you got to eat it in there. You take it home, the friggin' mozzarella rolls off the friggin' bo- in the box. The mozzarella's on the side of the box, it's off the pizza. Because when they put it in the box, it's so hot, the mozzarella ain't stabilized yet. And that's what happens. You ever get that problem? Mark? I always eat there. Yeah, and I always wait for there. fresh pie. So let's talk about you now. You you then grew up. You grew up. In Bensoners, mm-hmm. all the Gumbadis were there. You had the influence of the organized crime uh, characters, mob infested, and you had you had the hard work in the town. We're not all mob infested. It's a, it's a, it's <laughs> like you know what it's like. I always say, like even, even with my own life, you know, you, you have good Italians, hard work. There's a lot of successful Italians, absolutely, and a lot of corporate heads of major corporations. So it ain't all the mob guys. And look, they chose to go that way. And look at the end result isn't that good. Yeah. There's not too many guys that ended up pretty good after their life was over. A lot of them ended up not in good shape. So it's not a glamour. It might be glamorous for that time you're there on, you know, if you're lasting for two, three years, you're rocking and rolling, but they're coming. And the worst is more friggin' rats. The cheese is everywhere. Everyone's a friggin' rat now. So sure. if you trust somebody, the guy who's going to turn you in is your best friend. So well, well, think about it, too. Gotti, Gotti's reign was only about five years. That's all it was, yeah. So you think about the, gla- the glamour. You know, five it was. He was in jail. He came yeah, out of wait. jail, I think, in 85, and they whacked uh, Castellano, yeah. and he pumped himself up. But they tried 91, to, I think they were done. No, but they went after him yeah, in yeah. 88, 89, 90, and then popsy-dopsy. And, I mean, think about it. And John and I, I, I don't disregard this at all, but I've had dinner with him. I, I happen to like John Gotti. And I say it public. I don't give a shit if people don't like it <laughs> or not. And I really like John Gotti. He had a great flair. He used to always call me Bodacop. And he used to always uh, he used to always go after John Miller. John Miller was a reporter. And he goes, you know, John, you're getting a little out of line now. But he just had a way about him. It was so super cool. That's what you looked at. And what happens is all the old-time wise guys didn't like all that flair because it brought too much attention. Teflon John, Teflon, Teflon. And then my friend Jim Fox ends up going after him. It's just funny. I'm having dinner with Jim Fox, the assistant director, that ends up locking up John Gotti. And he knew I grew up with him, but we never had any business. And then his daughter, Vicky, yeah, was Victoria. my friend Victoria. And I have, I have Jim Fox sitting next to Victoria at a Congress <laughs> of Racial Quality dinner, front table, and 
this is John Gotti's daughter, and you have uh, and you have uh, <laughs> Jim Fox sitting there. Then I'm up in Rayos. I have Bloomberg. Rayos. Sitting. I need listen. <laughs> I need to get into Rayos. Oh, you got to talk to Carlo. He okay. controls the Carlo. Listen, I've been trying to get in Rayos for a while. I get in a lot of spots, but not Rayos. Hey, that's a little. I may have to speak to somebody. A little hard. Yeah, you know. But I have the original table. Really? The original table since '77. Frankie gave me God rest his soul. And I think people like me, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, uh, 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 what's that, a potato head? Uh, some of the red son, he's brain dead now. But when <laughs> I, I used to think they all he's liked me. Head. Yeah, yeah, I do. I used to think they liked me. Hey, Bo, how you doing? All they want to do is come up the rails because they knew I had table one. My table's right in the front. You still have the table? Every, I had the original table since 77. The big table. I had it made for 10 in the front. First class. Everyone in the back tables, mm. they were in fucking steerage. Mm. Leave them in the back. You know what steerage is? Mm. Like on a ship underneath. In the Remember basement? the Titanic? Mm-hmm. Remember the kid there, Leonardo? <laughs> he was in steerage. We're in first class. Nice. Nice. I like that. I like <laughs> this guy, Bo. He's a good fellow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, you have a lot of friends in Bensonhurst, right? Yeah, yeah. I grew up. Uh, I moved there, like I said, when I was about 15. I moved from Coney Island to Bensonhurst, uh, you know. It was a eye opener for, for uh, me, and uh, you know, I say mob infested, but it was. You know, it was a lot of mob. Uh, you know, I remember being a kid having a paperboy route, and then also turning around and 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 washing cars for like you know different mobsters, yeah. like for like two hundred hours. You know, to, I had that Cadillac emblem, which was prestigious, shining. You know, yeah, and. You know, it was special for me too. I was also in the sneakers they were at that good time. Tippers too. Oh yeah, very good. If it was clean, even yeah. if they they always had to have they they always had to have this in their pocket, right? They always had oh to yeah, have this oh yeah, not. with the hundreds in there yeah. with the rubber band. And you know what? That was <laughs> that was part of the game. They took care of the little people. Yeah, you know. And I I remember that growing up. Everybody used to. I don't know if it was hundreds then because. You know, it was back in the 60s. Maybe it was always, 20s. Yeah, we always took care of the people. So now, you got in trouble when you were younger? Yeah, I got in trouble on on and off, but, you know, growing up, I worked in Wall Street. Uh, I was were trying, you in one of those pump and dump joints? No, 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 no. I wasn't in no, uh, you know, uh, fucking Enron or, uh, or uh, what's this called? Jordan Boiler Belfort. room no, shit. No, Jordan Belfort. You know oh, yeah, them? even, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Oakland. Stratton, Oakland. Stratton, Stratton Oakland. Oakland. Yeah, that was like in Long Island, though, I think. Yeah, so you could have driven them over there. Nah, I never really went to Long Island. It was too far. I had a girl one time from Mineola that I used to visit out there. It was like fucking... Was it worth it? Exit. Yeah, she was all right. <laughs> God. You know what I mean? But, but um, you know... Just messing around, like just growing up. You know, it's funny. I tell people this sometimes. It was hard to stay out of trouble uh, the way I grew up in, in, in Brooklyn. And some people say, you know, that never get in trouble. They they wonder, well, why is it hard to stay out of trouble? And I just remember, you know, always being involved in like graffiti and and, and, and wanted to hang out on the corner. And, and, and it just found trouble, man. And I wound up, you know, a couple of times I would get brought home, but I was young. So the cops, you know, will let me go, you know, as long as my mother said something. Well, when the cops brought me home, never brought me home because the only time I went home with my interaction with this big Irish cop, we were in the park. It was dark. I was sitting on the bench. He hit me with the nightstick. I still got my 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 bone in my knee. It's got a crease in it from hit me. I limped home. Worst thing I did was I admitted to my father. He said, "What happened to you?" He was born in Germany. My mother's Sicilian, born in Sicily. Nice. But the, that's where not, I'm from. But the Nazi guy mm-hmm. used to beat the living shit out of me just normal. If I did looked at him wrong, he used to call me a little fucking guinea, and I didn't know what that meant when I was little. And as he would beat me up, he'd call me that, and I never realized what that meant. 
I guess I looked Italian, (laughs) but to this day, my father's my biggest influence because he beat the living shit, kept me straight, kept me away from Gotti and Scopo and all that, kept me in the right direction. Otherwise, I would have been part of them. I'd be dead now because if I became a hitman, I would have been the best hitman. I would have been dead (laughs) or doing life in jail because whatever I do, I would do the best. So if I was a wise guy, I would have worked my way up. I would have whacked more people. I would have worked my way up. Maybe I would have got whacked. So sometimes your life goes in mysterious directions. I went in the right way, I really believe, not going that way. Sure. And, but I had the respect from all that side because I never got involved with that as a cop. I only worked in the a- African-American, Hispanic neighborhoods where the crime was really high and protected the people on the street. Now, now when you're growing up, how'd you get involved with the drug shit? Was it the money? Just, well, fast money. You know, it was easy. You know, you grew up, I was around so many different people. So I was around mobsters. I was around regular street kids. I was I was around regular guys that worked. So, you know, like like you say, there was people that, you know, went straight edge. And when there's people who just were either bound to die. For me, just getting caught up with stuff like that was a quick money. Quick money for some, you know, that's one thing I'm so glad now as I'm in my 40s. When I was younger, you know, it, it was like all I cared about was the flesh. And yeah. I realized, I always tell this about people, we rather look good than be good. Like, That's you know, true. like you're, you rather have like a nice chain on, a watch, and then, but meanwhile, maybe like your rent is not paid or your mortgage. You know, you know what I mean? It's like a lot of people yeah, rather nice look good. Nice new car, yeah. but don't have money to they go. They all live at their mom's. Well, California's know? like, I go out to LA, every, every shit bird out there has got a, a leased car, fancy ass car, but when the bill comes for the friggin' dinner, they're like fucking yeah, sure. alligator arms. Like, sure. they're, 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 and I pick up all the checks. I think all of Los Angeles waits for Bo to come to LA <laughs> to friggin' eat dinner. And I what mean, do you we eat? Go what to, are you eating, by the way? I, I like maestros. I like, I like the maestros. A few What's joints. your favorite dish? Uh, Not from that place in general. What's your go-to dish? You know what? I'm very amidestrous. I've been into this Greek shit lately with the fresh fish, with the, 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 the tomatoes, the Greek salad, and with the, uh, with, the with the octopusy and all that shit. <laughs> I, like, I like that. That's one of my – it's been my favorite. Like Milos is a, a favorite of mine too. And I don't know. But I like a steak now and then. Not that much a steak. But then I also like – I like to try that uh, – I like sushi. I like all that sushi shit too. Blue Ribbon, you ever go to Blue Ribbon and sushi? No, where's yeah, that? Because there's one on like Fifty Eight, I think, and there's one yeah, downtown. The, the well, downtown there's a, 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 a Japonica. Sugarfish. Japonica. Japonica is a sleeper. Japonica is down University, off of Fourteenth Street. You can't you can't make a reservation. You got to get there early at five five thirty. You get in there, best sushi in the world. Mm. I'm telling you. They give the freshest with the Toro, it melts in your mouth and shit like that. I shouldn't even talk about it because there'll be more people going there. But Japonica is the sleeper of New York sushi rest. And it's been around a long, long time. And then my friends own the Sushi Shama, Shama, Sushi Shama. The, the te- uh, sergeant owns it. The kid that owns it has one in Miami. Uh, and I like I, I like uh, my friend there, Robert De Niro's place there on 57. Nobu. Nobu. Like 57. Yeah, with uh, Drew, Newport. Did we have him now, ever have him on our show? No, Drew? he hasn't been on yet. He lost a lot of weight. Bring him on. He can fit now. So, oh, <laughs> you got to have right. De Niro on. Yeah, but, yeah, know. I got caught up with, the, you know, just trying to make fast money, you know, and, 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 and got caught up and – you know, I was in between trying to figure out life. You know, for me, it was, uh, I, honestly, it was very, very scary, you know, to figure out, like, what I wanted to do. I, You know, I had a kid at a young age, and, um, you know, it was, like, life-changing for me, like, of, uh, I knew I had How to wake up. How old were you up. when you had your child? Uh, 21. 
Oh, you're a child yeah. yourself, yeah. So, you know, she's older now, and, uh, you know, it's... it's you, didn't I'll be spend, you didn't spend as much time as you wished with her growing up. They grew up so damn fast, and you say, you know what, I was absentee a lot of yeah. time. Yeah, well, and plus, too, I, when she was two years old, me and her mother separated. You know, I'm not going to bash her. Things just didn't work out. Right. You know, uh, we were too young. And, uh, you know, that, to be honest with you, it's not the way I ever wanted to raise my kid. I always say, like, people, I want people to stay together, you know, but if it doesn't work... Do what's right for the kid because Don't argue back. it's it's tough. It's tough raising a kid separately. Like imagine like you're in the house and you're raising a kid, you know, and, and then you're outside raising a kid. It's not the same. You know what I mean? You don't yeah, see them all the time. My daughter went through a divorce. I have a little grandson, and the uh, the the father there is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I tried to talk to him, but uh, I just I like. Would you give him a little? No, no. He wanted me to do that. But I wouldn't do that. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is that, like, it's it, she's so broken up over it. But all she wanted to do is have a family and have a father, mother, and have another kid and have a family structure. And that, to her, was the most important thing. It wasn't the end. But now she has to learn to live with the fact that he's there. He has a right to the baby, too. The kid gets pulled this side, that side. But one good thing, the, the, the father has a great mother. It's very caring, and I'm very happy about it. I'm happy with the situation. And people move on. That's all. Better than fighting in the house, being still married, sure, sure. arguing in front of the kid. The kid doesn't need that shit either. Sure. I so then, so then, what happens when you you actually go to jail for a, for a big? Yeah, day? yeah, for three years. You did three. Yeah. In state. Uh, yeah, state prison. Which all of Coxsackie, Green Haven, Wendy, um, um, what Mohawk. Was that for? Possession intent. Drugs. I was trying. Yeah. What happened was I had a gambling debt. That's the. The, I've told this story a bunch of times, but I had a gamble. I, I was gambling and, and I got real hooked into gambling. And, and my friends said, hey, you can make some quick money. Don't you know, feel bad about it because I had an addiction yeah. to gambling too. But the only, pro the only problem was that I was making real good money and I was pissing it away, paying off casinos and football bets. And today I look back at the money that I pissed away and I said, I said what an asshole. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah, I went through that. Sure. And that was, I'm sorry I did it. But, it, you know, do I have regrets? I had two Bentleys, I had my own jet, a share jet, a nice. jet. I had it all. Am I sorry? Paddock Felipe's, all that bullshit. Am I sorry? No, that, that's how I lived my life. Now it's just a shame that I'm closing in on 70, and now you have to think about your future because it comes up fast, and everyone has to realize that fast money is great. But you got to remember that it ain't going to be there all the time. You've got to plan for the future. And if one thing I everybody said, well, you're one to talk. You pissed away more money than anybody. I did. But I'm trying to teach other people from my mistakes that you don't have to make them. You know, I told that to somebody. It's funny you say that. Um, I remember I always try to – my style is, you know, like I consider myself a renaissance man. And uh, I'm involved in a lot of different things. I'm, I'm, you know, I came back from things I never thought I would come back from, you know, changed my life around. But more importantly, I remember telling somebody, I try to always give people advice on marriage or, or uh, kids and to be there. And, you know, I have this mantra I call presence over presence, like being in your kid's life is the best gift you can have because people just want to buy them. But point to your, that you're making is, is uh, a lot of times people will say, say something about, you know, oh, I want to be there for the kid or they don't want to be there. Some people are like, look, you've been divorced. What could you tell me? And I'm like, I could tell you what not to do. Right. I could tell you what I, mistakes I made. Well, you that's know? what I'm trying to bring you know, out. No, that's what I'm saying. Same you, thing. When yeah. you knocked yourself about yeah. being a gambler, I brought, yeah, I, you, I, I brought up the yeah, rear right yeah. with you. And I appreciate it. And, and because I understand it. 
And in reality, when you need that money, then all of a sudden, you know, you, you're not paying the proper taxes. You, then when it comes around to tax, where are you going to get the money? You got to sell houses. I mean, if you have them, then you got to take your, the, the stuff you got to pay for the the, 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 the habit you had. And you want to know something that's understandable. But with people listening to us today, they can understand it's, it's touched upon whether you have a lot or a little. Gambling is terrible. Drinking is ter- terrible. I mean, an addiction is terrible. Yeah, and abusing any something too much, anything of you know that you abuse too much is never no good. But yeah, so I I, I move, you know, came back from that. You know, I really think overall, man, I really think that uh, I'm thankful to be around. I've been through a lot of different things. I've been through obviously some prisons. I worked in Wall Street, you know, and and I will say. You know, and you you could understand this totally, uh, Bo. Um, having relationships with so many people are what has been the backbone to me. You know, network. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's so, like you say, you have this guy here, Rails here, this way here. That took years of building. Wow. It took years of networking, years of people trusting who you are, years of you doing good by people. And uh, you know, Carlo runs my company. Yeah. He runs me. He runs my company. He he knows the network that we have. I mean, it's a network that I, I'll compare it to anybody. I mean, I could reach out to anybody at any time. And, I mean, it, it took a lot of dinners, a lot of spending, a lot of money, entertaining and all that, networking. When you, when I should have been home with my kids more, I was out every night networking. Even when I was a cop, I never, never went home because I was always out there hustling, being the best detective and all that crap. But I took away from, I have two sets of kids. I took away from both of them that I, I said to myself, wow, they got fast. They get old fast and they grow up fast. And you, you, that, that's a derelict in my life was not being as good as father as I really should have been. That, that's something. But let's go back to you now. When Are you, you still here? You still, yeah, I'm still, still here. And I'm still swinging. Yeah. Uh, I still could. I just did uh, two sets of eighty push-ups this morning. So I'm still in good shape. I still control punches. So don't think that I'm seventy years old. I got a gun too. So. No, 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 I know that. <laughs> I may have to use it. Today. I can't friggin' lose. Uh, <laughs> before you go back into me, I do want to say what you just said about your kids and stuff like that. You're still here, and I, mean, I like the, you know the way I've seen you say that. It means well, I know you wish you could be there, but you're still here. Yeah, just like you said. Look, you had a past, or you had something you had an issue, but you don't look yeah. back. You're still here, you know. Go do something stupid next month. I don't know. Yeah, making a Aruba trip. No, I, I, I just got back from Dubai for a really? day. I went there. No, I do stupid things, but you know, I, I think it's coming to fruition, right, Carlo? You mm-hmm. sent me there, so it's coming to fruition, right? Yeah. Okay. So go ahead. I'm, my, my okay, bed. now. Your lucky big break started. You you were managing sneaker stores, what, yeah, like Dr. J's. What were no, you? No, no, like boutiques. Like I, I was into. I've always been an early sneaker collector. I was uh, one of the. There's a bunch of guys, you know, around like my friend all day, Clark Kent. This guy, uh, uh you know, Bobito. There's, there's so many people uh, in the industry of either you know uh, sneakers, footwear, DJ, or that were buying sneakers at an early age and then like won the rock, won the stock. There's very few people doing that. But I was one of those guys that. So in other words, you bought two pairs, one two you pairs, saved yeah. and one you made money on. No, oh no, one you just kept to keep on ice, just in case. So, so when everybody else had them, when they came out and they got dirty a year I later. Can't, I can't believe it. I go on 30, 34th Street. Our offices are right here, one sure. Plaza. I see these people halfway down the block on these sneakers. Waiting stores. online, right? Waiting online. What the hell is that? And then you wait so long, you don't even want to wear them. Like you wear them twice. I, like, well, people want to sell them too. Here's yeah. the here's, here's the fucking stupid shit with that. 
I don't knock anybody's hustle. Do whatever you want. But when you're staying outside for two days for sneakers and, <laughs> and sleeping over, right, you think about how much does a sneaker cost to buy? Okay, it costs 200 Okay, how much could you get for it? It costs 800 So 600 and then go by the hours that you stayed out there for two hours. Like you work for fucking $8 an hour. <laughs> So for me, and then, and then well, back, you should buy four pairs then. Well, I, well but sometimes they you only, only limited like, one they pair. Limited one or pair. maybe two pairs. That's why, and I'll tell you this, in anything you do, and that's why I'm proud um, of making it back in, in my life and being able to rub my, you know, rub shoulders with different people. I do want to say this. I give a, I, I want to give an understanding of, of my baby shower for my son. My daughter's going to be 20. Uh, oh. My baby shower, my son, my son's four. I pressed the reset button. Call Banks. Uh, 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 my friend just blaze was a legendary producer, um, secret service. I have some friends there too. A couple of these guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the point I'm making, I remember my mother turned around and tell me, says, Pete, you know, one thing I love about you, you know, everybody, <laughs> how the hell is this guy in here? And Joey bomb boots, secret <laughs> service is here with the fucking guns on their clip. Your father's going crazy. Carl Banks is here, <laughs> you know? And, 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 and when she said that, I really realized that, uh, you know, wow, you know, it's like I've always kept myself in a lot of rooms. I've always, you know, been been someone that, you know, never just like closed mine, never was just one person. I remember somebody told me years ago, hey, you're Premium Pete. Uh, what a name. You're, you're that sneaker guy, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But then I was like, fuck. And then from that day on, I remember this many years ago, I was like, I'm going to be no more than a sneaker guy. And that's when I started getting into, obviously, we got into podcasting very early, producing shows, working with different brands, helping them connect to different people. So then when I, and then I was like, so then somebody wouldn't think I'm just a podcast. Like, you're not just a cop, you know what I mean? Or a former cop, right? Or you're not just somebody that runs, say, you know, uh, the business here. And, 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 you know, I'm sure you may be a good fucking bowler, you know what I mean? Or you may be a, a real estate agent. So I wanted, that's what I always wanted. I wanted to be able to do that. But I grew up in a neighborhood where a lot of kids didn't believe in that shit. My friend, listen, I've been in podcasting almost 10, 10, over 10 years. Wow. Okay. Um, it started when people were calling it cute. You know, I had a, a dear friend, rest in peace, Combat Jack. He was an entertainment lawyer, Jay-Z's entertainment lawyer, Dame Dash, Diddy. And uh, we started, uh, you know, I started with him and a couple of, a bunch of other people. But the point I'm making is I remember my friend when I just started from my neighbor. I still got a couple of friends from my neighborhood. I try not to keep too many, <laughs> uh, you know, or else I get in trouble. I remember him telling me, like, who the fuck wants to hear you talk, like, on a radio or something like that? Yeah, you know, I got emails from Nova Scotia and Jakarta of how they love well, the show. You know, like, we, we're, we're very, what is the 62 what, podcast? Yep. That was, uh, it's just, it's, and I actually have people calling me up and say, Bo, we love your podcast. You know what it is? We talk like we just had a congressman on, Peter King. I mean, we talk about interesting stuff. Your story is as interesting as his because your story is about reality, about a, a regular person sure. growing up in a regular neighborhood, getting in trouble, get, touching the stove, burning your hand, getting right, and then saying, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to make premium PP something more than just the sneaker guy. Sure. And now when you mention other guys like Jay-Z and, and, and Puff Daddy, I go back with all of them. I go back with Puff Daddy when he got locked up with CCMY, when they had the shooting in New York, yeah, yeah. we handled that. Jay-Z with the stab and we handled. I know these guys very, very well. And it's just uh, Clive Davis calls me. Yeah, yeah. Thing. It's just, it's, it's a remarkable thing of networking and how all these things, like you just said, you bring them together. <laughs> when I had my 50th birthday, almost 20 years ago, 19 years ago, at Cipriani's 42nd, who was there? Every chairman, 
Jack Welch, General Electric, mm. Sumner, Redstone, Viacom. You had every Trump, everybody, uh, Stefan Marbury, Mike Piazza. You had every three United States senators, everybody in the that was the most powerful people were at my birthday party. Gotti was there too. Mm. I mean, everything was like. Well, Gotti's daughter was there. No, John didn't come. His daughter. Oh, Victoria. Came. Victoria was there, and I'm going to tell you something. It's remarkable how a person's life touches all these different areas, just like what you just said, how your life from a kid from Bensonhurst now touches these mega people. Now, they were nobody either. Let's face it, Jay-Z was a drug dealer from Brooklyn. That's what he was, man. And he got to be kissing his ass in his window every day. Man, this is Jay-Z. I think it was not the Howard Houses. Because I was a detective. Marcy Project. Marcy Project. I was, when I was a homicide guy, he, they were running around shooting people there. My point was, <laughs> this is a guy who's picked himself up. I give a lot of credit to Jay-Z. He's inspiring. This guy is inspiring. And I tell you what, when I see him the next day, he knows me very well. And I would just say, I'd love to have a drink with him. And you should reach out to him, bring him up to Rails. And you know what? I'd like to say, you know what? You're some cool motherfucker. That's all. From being a drug-dealing punk-ass bitch from Marcy Houses, now you're the man. And you're looked up upon by everybody, including me, how you've made such a success. You married this beautiful woman, and you guys are the king and queen of, of, of the music industry. I love it. That's taking a guy who's so down. I mean, what's the difference between getting popped or locked up? Yeah. I mean, Jay-Z is inspiring, man, especially for being from Brooklyn. I know a lot of people look back at past, but everybody has a past, right. you know? I'll tell you one thing for me, too. When I realized that, and and obviously sneakers and streetwear and just being a New York kid and no one's going. I remember Nike guys used to come down, and they used to be like, what's going on in the area? What what are people wearing? And, and I would bring them around and take them to West 4th Street and take them to, you know, Rucker Park and take them and show them what's going on. But when I really realized that, and, you know, growing up in New York, I think you come up with this this so style you, of like you, know, you kind of glossed over. How do you how do you go from A to B? Like how do you go from just you're managing the sneaker store to now Nike's coming to you to see what's hot and well, what people are wearing? Well, well, from being friends with people, I will give you an example. This is when I first realized uh, um, that so Kelly Ripper. Uh, Wayne Brady, Drake before he even became, uh, you know, big. Um, I mean, I could keep on, Nikki, um, uh, it's John Mayer. I could keep on going on of uh, how many people I didn't realize. They would come look for a certain sneaker. You know, we were boutiques. In so the had, shop. Yeah. So we're coming. Where was the shop? There was one on Spring Street. We had uh, a, a, another one right across the street from Spring Street, right right on Spring and uh, Lafayette. Ah. So so here's the thing. So they would come in, and, and if they wanted a certain sneaker. I we, know what you did. Yeah. You took some of the hot sneakers, you put them in the back, <laughs> and then you waited for them to come in. Yeah, we all saw it. But I'm saving a pair for so-and-so. Yeah, he's going to give me a 1000 for him. What do you want to do? You got him. That's the way I would play. No, of course, of course. But think about it. But think about it this way. When they don't know who I am, right, but you become important to them because they want a pair, especially if their sons are driving them crazy, right? So this is the first time I realized. They don't want to wait on fucking line. Well, exactly. So now you're their connect. So I remember like even like John Mayer coming in or Kelly Ripper was like, I need these for my son. I was like, well, we don't have your size, but I could probably get them for you. You know what? Take my number. And I was like, uh, all right, uh, you know. And I, next thing you know, that became normal. So then, next thing you know, you know, I started to build up this contact with with all these different Did people. Did the owners there. of the sneaker place knew that you had a side fucking business shaking these people down? No, it wasn't side. It was for come the business. On, no, come on, come <laughs> on, come on! Statue limitations over. No, 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 oh, no. Come no. on. No, I'm dead serious. So if you got two thousand for a pair, and there were only one thousand, you didn't put the other thousand in your pocket. No, no. 
No. Carlo, you the believe connection in Carlo? is more valuable. Carlo? Well, look, it did. It Carlo, did, you believe in Carlo? Well, it did work out to be. Pete, uh, uh, Pete, come on! No. I read people's eyes. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not saying anything's wrong. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. It's an. It's a. <laughs> It's a tough thing being. Uh, well, like, wait, if I want a table at uh, Eleven Madison over there at that friggin' restaurant, and I gotta give the guy two hundred dollars, I give the guy two hundred dollars. I want to go there. So my point is, he ain't giving that two hundred dollars to the place. That's part of doing business. Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't like that. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. For me, I just wanted to add. For, for me, like those connections I made, I still have today. You know what I mean? And that's a lot of my, you know, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Being able to help somebody, bring him, you know, and that really helped me where I realized I could bring value to anybody. You know, sometimes people meet like a Gary V or they meet like all these people that they oh, consider to be. Gary V gives me a headache. Yeah, well, we got uh, to take aspirin, but he's a great guy. Uh, but 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 I, but what I mean by that. <laughs> but adding value, right? I ain't selling wine. Gotta buy my wine. My wine's a bellow. Oh, empathy, empathy wine? It's classic. <laughs> Bo's, you know, Bo's, Bo's on one today. We got to go for a drink one day. I love the you. drink. I drink you know but I don't drink before five. Sambuca? No, I don't drink before five. You know why? If I start drinking at lunchtime, then I, I, I don't want to work anymore. I want to get laid. Yeah. So I want to go to work. <laughs> that's it. I don't drink before five or six o'clock. That's my law. I don't do afternoon martinis because then you're no good for the rest of the day. That's, that's my Hey, name. listen. I, I, I like it. You know, um, before we get back to what Carl was saying, I do want to say, you know, sometimes life hits you. Yeah. And, you know, I look at my life, I look at, you know, I spend, you know, figuring out as a young kid and then doing time and, you know, really evaluating how I fucked up and, and knowing I'm not that person. I came home many, many years ago, never went back. I went back to jail to speak to them, help people, push this presence over presence life. And I will say, sometimes it hits you, even later on in life, about maybe like 10 years ago, maybe, maybe like eight years ago. Um, a friend, a friends at Secret Service, they uh, they were going to give me a private tour to White House. I brought my family down there, my daughter, my sister, and everybody, and we, you know, we had to give the names beforehand. And I, and we get up to the gate, and uh, they uh, asked me to step to the side. And <laughs> they um, did the background, right? and yeah, and they asked me to step to the side. And I have my friends at Secret Service, so they're going, they're going over this guy's head, yeah, trying this. to get it. And uh, it turned out to be a problem. And I'll never forget, as my, my family was already. Uh, leaving and um then they turned around and they found out what happened to me um and and, and, and they all came back and they says if you're not going we're not going i says let me tell you something you just get the fuck in there go see it and you go see it and enjoy yourself don't mm -hmm. let my past you know what did i really even do i said don't let my past and i went i never forget i went in the parking lot that was a great move yeah i went in the parking lot i never forget i was in the car and a couple of tears came to my eye and i says i fucked up I, well, and I already changed my life at that time, mm. but it came back and bit me ass. But I said, you know what? I'm going to conquer the world. I'm going to do whatever I got to do, and I'm not going to admit my past to find me. That's great. Great, great. That's great. That's great advice for people listening that don't let your past control what your future is going to sure. be. I like that a lot. That That's, that's something that... Really very sticky. Now, all of a sudden, you started this other thing. You got to eat this. What you you got to eat what this. How's that sound to you? What are you, a friggin' food critic? What makes your taste buds better than mine? Uh, my family. I got a 98-year-old grandmother that cooks more, better lasagna than anybody in your fucking family. <laughs> I ain't got no grandmas. I ain't got no mothers. I got nobody left. I make my own lasagna with sausage meat. That's what I do. 
Listen, I love food, man. I do. Do you like the lasagna with the bechamel or with the rigot better? Rigot. Rigot, yeah. I like the way you say rigot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like almost mozzarella, you know? No, mozzarella. Or galmad. You know, I say no, I, gal- hate, yeah. I hate people say mozzarella. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I love food, man. I grew up in a family. I'm one of the but few skinny guys. you so skinny. Yeah, well, Let me tell you. How the you. fuck you eat? Fat Tony, Fat Sal, those are all my uncles. You know what I mean? <laughs> my mother's, uh, I love both of them. They're big, too. You know what I mean? Um... I happen to have a high metabolism. and So and you really eat? I really eat. When him and I eat, we look like we freaking eat. <laughs> Listen, I grew, up with a lot, I grew up with a lot of kids, three, 400 pounds. We used to go out and eat you like just, fucking... Just your metabolism. Metabolism. Man. You eat everything. I'm always on the move. You know, I'm always on the move. I mean, I'm tra- I travel a lot. I, 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 I live in, in, in almost by Philadelphia now. I travel back and forth. I'm, I'm always on the move, so I'm always active. Um, but I love to eat. And then being that, you know, with sneakers and podcasting and, you know, working with all different companies, I traveled the world. And, and, and I would eat all over. And I, I knew a friend from sneakers. Again, it goes back to sneakers, Bun B, uh, legendary sure. UGK. Uh, from UGK, you know, legendary rapper from the South, from Houston. Uh, me and him hit it off real well. We used to, how I knew he was great, we used to talk about Goodfellow quotes. Like, he used to just be like, uh, you know, uh, you're over here now? Yeah, I'm over here. You know, like, and we used to just give little quotes. I have a couple of friends that we do Ooh, quotes. You're baking a fucking cake? Yeah, you know, like, it's like, take the coffee to go. I was kidding. But the thing Bye-bye, is. dickhead? <laughs> you don't remember those lines? Well, listen, there's always lines to remember. No, you don't remember my fucking lines? Yeah. Are you, are you being in. Uh... Freeze you, motherfucker. I'll blow your yeah, brain. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Oh, yeah. Henry, you're... Henry Hill. Henry Hill. Oh. Try to, try You're to, try a to, tough yeah. guy. Oh, hey, listen, you, you know what I remember you by, and I don't want to get off what? the topic of food. What? But and 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 you know, I remember hearing as a as as, as a kid with the nun case, and it was uh, something that was very very special. You should be very proud yeah, of uh, what you've done. Yeah. You listen, you you deserve a couple of fucking medals. No, yeah, forget about the medals. I think one of the guys that raped the nun and the other one, one's I think the mayor of Baltimore, the other one's running for mayor of Chicago. Yeah, they've been out of jail for the last. Uh, 15, 20 years, they let him out. Yeah. Because the nun wouldn't testify against him. We only got him on a burglary. He's, uh, if I knew I had the right guys, I may have committed murder. Maybe. I never did. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about it. Hey, I listen, allegedly, that. we're not giving up anything no, on, never, on a one top I never podcast. killed nobody. No? Never? No, 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 no. But then again, if I knew I had the right guys, I maybe would have thrown them off the fucking top of the roof. And yeah. I would have just said they slipped. You just but broke- I didn't do it. You I just, didn't do it, Carl. You just broke a leg or two. Yeah. But yeah, with food, listen, I grew up, like I said, my, my grandmother's 98. She's still, you oh, know. I, I, I go, I'll give you an example. My aunt lives in Brooklyn. Was she born here or over there? No, she was born over there. I go, I go in Sicily. I go to... Uh, Catania? No, no, in uh, Castle Amari de Golf. Mother's Catania. Yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful place over there. Yeah, they have a mob there. woman boss over in Catania, I think. Yeah. yeah Allegedly. Well, I, I was just there uh, three years ago. Very nice. And Tornarina, from, what's that place high up in Sicily? Taramina. Taramina. Yeah. Beautiful. Taramina's beautiful. Yeah, so go ahead. No, no, so, so you just That's love food. That's why you like food. So we, started, so we started a website. I mean, I don't even think people care about websites anymore, but at that time we started a website and we wanted to let people know, like, you got to eat this was like, my, you got to eat this. Like, you got to, like, letting people know this is where you got to go. This is you, and then you like you got to eat this approved. So, you know, we we did that. The social became a big thing. We, you know, we 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 kind of became like almost like you know working with different companies. We worked with Oreo. We worked with Sriracha. We worked with Sweet Baby Rays. We worked with Dave and Buses, and we worked with tons of people. And now, you know, we just recently partnered uh, with my friend Mark Mark Zablo, and uh, he has a cogent um, marketing. 
We are taking, uh, we get, we're stopping at Houston. We're going to have a festival now. Uh, so we're going to tour the world. Get my friend me- Guy Fieri, my man. And why, why not? We'd love to have him. Guy's my guy. So you got to eat. This is going to start in Houston. Yeah. We're going to have a music uh, food cool. festival. That's and we're cool. going to tour around. I got a question for you, yes. Mr. Italian from Brooklyn. Come on. All right. If we were to go out and we were to get, uh, we call it Italian seafood. And we like the fried calamari with the fried shrimp. With the red sauce, where would we go? Well, first off, if, is it lunch or dinner? It's at 6 o'clock where we could drink. Well, we start off, we go to Joseph Avenue U. I don't know if you're familiar with Joseph no, no. Avenue. Uh, one of, some of the best galamad. They also make the, uh, the they'll, what they'll do is they'll do a steam the galamad, not fried. Well, you could do okay? that, yeah, but I, I mean, if you're going to eat fried galamad, you got to eat it fried. Yeah. You eat steam, then. Well, you could do fried. They do well, fried there, too. I like steam. Too. You know, I like the scongeli with the lemon. Yeah. But you said Joe's. Joseph Avenue. What do you say, it? Carlo? Italian seafood. Yeah. Uh, hmm. That's a tough one. Ain't you got no place in the Bronx? There's a couple of places in the Bronx. They're all for Gacy. Staten Island is good too. Let me bring you guys. Staten Island got the, good. Good fellas really, is good. Let me really write in, right? Yeah. Where are you going? I've been eating. Oh, Umberto's. No, Umberto's. That's only good to whack Joe or Colombo, not Joe. Joe Gallo. Joe Gallo. Joe Gallo. Yeah. No. The one, the best hot sauce, and I like the super hot. The best place still is Vincent's, Mott and Mulberry. Mulberry, yeah, that's good. Let me tell you, I go there with my cousin Vinny. He's from Staten Island. Vinny, we go there. We get the, the calamari with the with the shrimp, the combo plate, and I get two sauces full of the extra hot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like heaven, and we get one little thing of. Uh, of a scongili cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the lemon. Yeah. Today, it's still the best sauce. Any wine? Though. No, I drink beer with that. Okay. Because of the agita. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, it's... it's. When were you there last? Vincent's. Maybe a long time. Maybe a long time. Not the uh, side order ones. The real... I'll take you there, Carla. You'll understand, okay? None of this diet bullshit either when you go to... You eat like a man. Keto, yeah. You don't want fucking you know, keto, Carla. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't need no Fredo eating with me, okay? He's going to count carbs? Uh, you know, he sometimes, yeah, I see him in the office. He's these Ballad. fucking fag bars and shit, you know, <laughs> the protein bars. But I, I know he's a he's a closet eater, I can tell, because he's always on a diet, because he doesn't eat in the office. He goes home, and it's like a fucking <laughs> conveyor belt coming in, because I know him. I, I, I can oh, tell because he's, he's like me. That's the way I am. I know he's like me, and he's learning. He's with me so often, he learns. Let me tell you, you know what's going to be legendary? When I have you on my podcast, yeah, because that's when I'm going to dive into the journey of the one and only, the sick bastard, I'm going to call him, Bodito. Well, you talk about brands, right? So I get a call from uh, this advertising company out of Washington, uh, whatever the hell it was called. And they said, well, look, they're looking for an actor to play a detective. I said, well, I'm not really, even though I'm an actor, I, I guess I'm an actor. I mean, Scorsese says I'm an actor. If he says, hey, if he says it. If he fucking says it, then I guess I am an actor. I am an actor. Okay? There you go. Sort this over again. Yeah. So I'm an actor. I am an actor. So I go to Washington, D.C. The guy Sipowitz is there from NYPD Blue. He's trying out for this commercial. It's for Arby's Roast Beef Sandwich. Now, the only contact I had with Arby's Roast Beef was I remember 1969 flying to my sister's house, God rest her soul, in California, and her husband taking me out for an Arby's roast beef sandwich. They dipped the bun in the gravy and it's thin sliced roast beef. And I remembered from the 69, I hadn't had one since 69. Now, this is about eight years ago. 
So now I'm there, and they said they wanted a detective to find out about uh, the uh, what's that sandwich company? Subway. Subway. They were going after Subway. So now they send. Uh, they asked me for the price. Well, you got these great actors. I said I'm a real detective. We want a real detective. I get the uh, deal. I get my lawyer, uh, Grubman, Alan Grubman, the lawyer, and they do a deal for four hundred thousand a year, twelve days of shooting. Mm. That's all I had to do. Mm. Unlimited use, so eight hundred thousand on contract for two years. A lot of money. Fly me first class all over. We went to the Bering Sea in fucking Alaska. I was on a boat there catching whiting. A boat about the Arby's roast, uh, about the f- fresh fish sandwich, whiting. Hawaii, Hawaiian King's bread roast. Ah. All over first class. I put a bill in there with first class. I was getting massages. I was getting um, nails. Rub and tongue? Rub and tongue? Every day, every day. No, this was, I mean, real. uh, All right, all right. Best hotels, Peninsula Hotel. Point I'm trying to get at is that uh, they actually paid me that kind of money. They went up 10% from it. So part of the thing was I went to where Subway makes their uh, meats. And I went to this factory. And I'm outside this factory. I put this white stuff on. I go into the factory. This thing was laying there. It looks like the size of this table. And that the guy goes, oh, this is the turkey. And I go, and after I come outside, it looked like a, it looked like a, a what do you call those things in the Florida? A manatee. It looked like a layer of manatee. It was all turkey stuffed into this pile. And they were slicing it off. And I says, I never saw a turkey that looks like that. Mm-hmm. And then we would interview people that worked for Subway. And they were saying, yeah. The, I said, well, how long do you keep the meat? It takes two weeks to get from Idaho over here, how long do you keep the meat there? Oh, until we get rid of it. It doesn't get a smell because if I put cold cuts in the refrigerator, after a week, they start to smell. Oh, when you put mayonnaise, you can't smell it. But my point was I'm going at is that they actually paid me $800,000 for 12 days, 24 days of shooting. Really? And that was it. So if you got any good brands, I'm a good sales guy. They went up 10%. I'll think of you. I always think, I always try to spread it around. Yeah, yeah. I got a good Q rating. Okay. So any uh, things you want me to wear sneakers, I can wear sneakers. We'll put you on a pair of Jordans. That'd be good. Yeah, that's all. Good hey, campaign. Bo. Bo don't jump with anything but his Jordans. Bo knows. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so you started your podcast and how 10 years, you're one of the original guys. Yeah. How, how many people you got following you about? Um, you mean, you mean how many downloads I do a show? You mean, or you mean social stuff? I don't know. How I mean, I mean, how many fucking oh, we do good? I mean, I've done a million on an episode, do a couple hundred thousand, probably average about a hundred yeah. plus uh, uh, an episode. But you got the regulars following you and all that. Yeah, I've been around. So I started with, like I said, we had the Combat Jack show. I did that for like, uh, I don't know, six, seven years. And um, I have mine for about three. We started with another group. What was the other group we started with? In the Gas basement? Digital. What? Gas Digital. They're more like comedy focused. Yeah, Gas Digital. Did you ever hear of them? They're no. On the Lower East Side. The only problem was getting there. We were like on 6th Street or something on the Lower East Side. It was a pain in the ass, even the guests. Here it's a little easier for us to get the guests over here. But I like the podcast. We look forward to doing it. And the array of, including yourself, you know, Premium Pete is, is, a, is a great guest. But we get we have cross-section writers, uh, FBI agents yep. that broke. I saw it. You have Chaz. I mean, legendary Chaz. I he was at the Yankee game with me last I, night. I, I love I'm, I love, listen, Bronx Tale is one of my favorites. Yeah. But anyway, I love, you have the same style, you know what I mean? I love to see that. The space is big. You know what? Somebody told me the other, the other day, oh, I don't know if uh, this uh, podcast, like another podcast, is your competitor. I'm a competitor. Like, I produce so many shows. I produce shows with State Farm, HBO. I produce shows for different artists, different people. Like, I, 
I, I love to open up the space. I'm not, there's no yeah. fucking competition. No. Not meaning this. I'm talking about in general. Somebody was telling no, me about it, like somebody you else. Everybody else. You know, yeah. it's like, so I love. I, so here's my advice to you guys. It's a process. It takes time. But what you're doing, I love. You're I love developing an audience. You, yeah. you, what you're doing is keep in mind. Not everybody may like every episode. Right. So what you're doing is creating a library. So if they like Chaz or they like you know Magnet, what's his name? Or the, Nick Pledge. Yeah, Nick Pledge. Classic. Classic. Yeah, and uh, you know, like like I said. We have we have people on here, guys. The guy who was involved with the whole Contra uh, scam, the guy Ricky who, Ross, the real Ricky uh, okay. Ross. Okay. Oh yeah, Ricky. oh Freeway Rick Ross. Yeah, yeah a friend, right, friend of mine. What friend an of mine. interesting guy that is. How yeah, he's making get. three million a day. This yeah, fucking guy. He 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 was the biggest coke deal. But I mean, these is uh, we go from United States congressman to premium Pete, and that's the great part about this. And uh, Carlos, the producer, he's the one that he, he takes a little here, takes a little there. And I love it. I love the idea about mix and matches. Successful Ken Langone started Home Depot. Classic. I mean, we got him down. We got, uh, you know, astronauts. It's just, it's, we have astronauts on here. I mean, it's fucking the fuck? cool. You got aliens next? <laughs> if you find a fucking Martian, call him. Let's oh, bring him up. He's coming right but on. But really, what's next for you? Well, listen, uh, we got the You Got to Eat This Music uh, Food Festival. We're going to start off be? in Houston. It probably should be about between March and May of 2020. Nice. One of those days. We're going to start yeah, off. You could do me a favor. Wow. You want to throw my name out with the guy Fieri? Tell him that I'm involved with it. Guy's a good guy. I would love to. I mean, he's a, got a great following, Guy Fieri. I mean, listen, he's on shelves. You Let me tell you, on he, shelves now. you could just, you could, I mean, the money that he makes with his residuals, you could turn it on 24 hours a day. You see, guy, and it's so fucking interesting just to watch him eat. The fuck should be 800 pounds. <laughs> I don't understand. He eats it. He, he's, he actually he, eats it. He's good. I got another thing you're gonna yeah. like that I'm working well, on. Um, I'm um, let's get Guy on the show, please. Yeah, yeah, make that happen. I would love to see that. Yeah. Um, I got another thing I'm working on. Sopranos Con. I have partners with some guys. Uh, November 23rd and 24th at the Meadowlands. Over 40 cast members confirmed. Uh, Sopranos Con. It's gonna wow, be like they're celebrating. Cool. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be. They got they got the Escalade that Tony drove. That'll be there. They got the uh, Silvio got shot. Well, you'll, you'll that's get gonna a big be there. Following. Yeah, you're not gonna get Tony. Tony sleeps with the fish. Yeah. Well, you know, he. We were in. Talks. We got Paulie Walnuts. We were in. Well, Paulie's starting to. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, lose, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But he'll I mean, be there. Maybe he will know he's there. But uh, the other side of the coin is that uh, Soprano, the original Tony Soprano, Gandolfini, and I were in talks about a TV series about the private investigating, Bo Deedle, private investigator. Then he went to Italy, and we know what happened there today. Choked on a fucking meatball sandwich or some shit, died, had a heart attack. And uh, Rest tragic. in peace. One of the great actors. I, I would have been honored, you know, to have him be portraying me and my private investigator life he just was he's a fantastic actor we, we really miss him there's one tony soprano nobody can replace him nobody can duplicate him Let's well let see. your audience think about this i remember sitting with uh my friend federico castellucci who played furio junta uh from the sopranos him telling me that you know ray liotta was in the in the makings uh, of being Tony Soprano, even I think they were talking to Chaz too. But you know, listen, I think when we see, one thing I love is being Italian with Sopranos, and I tell this to to all the people I talk to about this. I was worried when they were coming out, it was going to be some kind of cardboard gangster shit. Like, hey, oh, how you doing over no, there? It was, it was so authentic, it was so beautiful. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing: when you seen him in the fucking water with the ducks, I mean, yeah. you're like, this guy's yeah. incredible, Tony. You know, no, getting the fame. I mean, the whole. I just thought. 
My own personal opinion, I thought with Lorraine Brock, I went a little far with that. You know, I mean, that was good for a little bit, but I mean, continuous. Therapy you talk about? Yeah, that, that, that to me, I get a little turned off. Sometimes I get turned off on that. You know, it's good for the beginning, but to have that consistently where he's going back to, uh, yeah, I don't know. That that part turned me off a little bit because I know why he's good. They ain't going to be sitting there talking to some broad about what they're doing. You know, be real about it. Let, it, let them go there once. Yeah, well, look it. I'll go to a, if you have problems with your wife, I'll go to a marriage counselor. But you're not going to go to every friggin' week and, and to the marriage. All right, I heard it already. I did it already. Enough is enough. But the whole concept of the show was where they would kill off main characters was phenomenal. And uh, David Chase is a, is yeah, he's a, genius. a genius. And my other guy did the Wolf of Wall Street. Was Terry, Terry Winter. Terry, Terry Winter. Winter. Terry Winter was involved in Sopranos. Yeah, yeah Terry was involved too. But it was, uh, I would say, hands down, if not number one, best TV series ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I got to say that. Oh, we got to have out. you there. I don't know if you're around. Oh, no, I'll, 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 I'll go. Bring you out on the red I carpet. Never, I was never, I was just supposed to be in one. Chase had me, but it was a conflict with something. I was going to be on one. To this day, I, when I see David, I was really. Then I tried to. I told David, I want to get into this movie you're doing. And he never called me, so fuck him. <laughs> I don't give a fuck you, David Chase. Cocksucker. Yeah, he could. He sleeps with the fish in my mind. One day you'll need me, David. You know what, David? There's no chair for you at Rails with me on table one. What maybe, if they call it a sequel to the movie? Is no, that... maybe you'll sit and stare at you. Hey, listen, back. in the beginning of this podcast, I had a great time. Thanks for having me. I. Um, we talked about Rayos. Yeah. Did I earn myself a seat yet? I don't know. We got All right, motherfucker. This man. comes before a board. You know, there's a board. <laughs> He's got to go in front of the commission. Yeah, there is a table committee, and I'm ahead of it. Okay. Yeah. So, up on top. Well, up top. Up top. <laughs> well, listen to me. What we do every week is we do punk of the week. Punk of the week means there's a situation, something that's really bothering you. So we ask you, what's your punk of the week? Something that's bothering you this week. Mm. 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 Carl, do you go uh, or it's only the guest? I, I go. Okay. And I'll, I'll do a sneaker-related one. Okay, good. I wanted to order new Adidas sneakers for the fall, and uh, it got lost in shipping. Now they have to send me a new one, so I'm pissed off at Adidas. It's going to take Who'd you order them from? I ordered them from d- directly to the website. Oh, Adidas.com. Yeah. Um, tough, tough shit to order them again. What's <laughs> bothering you? Uh, you know, I would say what bothers me is, uh, this week is, is, is people who honk their horn, uh, and have no fucking patience. It's one reason why I enjoy, I moved out to fucking Jersey. I'm literally at the light, uh, last night and the light just turned fucking green. This guy's hanging on the fucking horn. And, uh, in Jersey, that don't fucking happen. Maybe because they're all old, you know, a lot of the people are older out there. But I, you know, I, growing up in Brooklyn and coming back to Jersey and then coming back to Brooklyn, you know, a couple times a week you realize how much slower it is. I feel like, look, I'm just happy to be alive. I'm happy to be doing, you know, what I love for a living. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> man. You know, you're worried about going somewhere. You're at the next light with me. You know what I mean? So that would be my punk of the week. But you Lay know, off the fucking But you horn. know what you learn? What? Avoid the confrontation. Yeah. I know, I, I, I'm like that. I don't get you no courage. You yet. can't. You can't. Last time that happened to me, I, I pulled up a light. I was living over by Ozone Park, Iowa Beach. I pulled across by about 2 o'clock in the morning. I was out drinking, and I had a fucking headache as it was. And this kid pulls up to the light next to me with the uh, John Gotti Jr. haircut, you know, yeah. back and all. And I look at him, he goes, what the fuck are you looking at? I go, I mean, looking at nothing. I says, you got a problem. He goes, pull your car over. Pull your car. Oh, okay. So I pull my car over. He comes out with a baseball bat. Uh-huh. I reach around with my nine. 
And I look at him. I said, well, well, what are you going to do with that? Oh, no, man, I don't want no problem. But just shows you. He's ready to rack my brains out with a bat over well, nothing. Over nothing, yeah. And he's my punk in a week. Yeah. If he's still alive, because he might have done that to the wrong guy. And then he might have been a body that was found on the roadway. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. To the punks of the week are people who have confrontations. I agree with you. With, the, with your car. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You drive on, okay, smile, wave, and that's it. That Pull over. No, I don't want to pull over. That's it. You just drive away and live for another day. We want to thank you very, very much, Thank Pete. you. Now, how do people get in contact with you? Uh, at Premium Pete uh, on Twitter, Instagram. They can check out the Premium Pete show. It's available like any anywhere on all platforms. You know, I try to really just document people's lives. And, and, and you know, if anybody listens, I'm sure you'll find something you'll like, you know. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I got the, you got to eat this. has uh, uh, been around. It shows you some of the best places to eat all around the world. You can check it out on Instagram or the website. And we got a festival coming. And again, Sopranos Con. I hope to have both of you guys there November 23rd and 24th at the motherfucking Meadowlands. Carlo? All right. Thanks very much to Premium Pete for being here. We learned an important lesson. Never bring a bat to a gunfight from Bo, the (laughs) punk of the week. Uh, So definitely check out Premium Pete's podcast. I listen to it all the time. It's a great show. Uh, Subscribe to our show. Give us a great rating on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you find us. Uh, We're on social media. We're at One Tough Podcast on Twitter. Bo's at Bo Deedle on Twitter and the real Bo Deedle on Instagram. And we appreciate our fans. You can find the show everywhere you get podcasts. And also you can follow OG Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram for clips and stuff like that. Email all your questions to onetoughpodcast at gmail.com. We love when our fans write in any kind of guest suggestions, questions. We like to get to those uh, every once in a while. And uh, we'll see you next week. we got a great month lined up of great guests. Why don't you call John Gotti Jr.? Let's get him in. All right. Yeah. Bring him in. Tell him we sent for him. <laughs> I sent him. If he refuses, you know, tell him I grew up with dad. You don't refuse when I call you in. I'll I'll get a nice who was the guy that refused? Who was the guy that refused to come when John Gotti called him in and then they whacked him? And it was uh, on the tapes. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Let it out. Was that uh, to Benedetto? Yeah. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he, he refused, a Brooklyn guy. He refused to come I got in. Some, I got some talk soon as, we, as soon as we don't have the thing. I'll yeah. tell you some. Anyway, we want to thank you, Pete. And I will do your podcast. Call or hook yeah, it up. Hook it up. I would love to. Thank you, guys. Thank you. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.